Fox going on today, everybody. Welcome back to the Cox Talks podcast. Episode, oh fuck, uh, 15, 16 maybe. Not even sure. Uh, fuck, lost count, which is a good thing, I guess. Uh, I always say I never thought, never thought I was even going to make a full 10 and here we are half uh, or better, over halfway to 20. So let's see if we can keep this train rolling. I hope everybody's enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying put the, putting these out. Uh, would love to hear your feedback. You know, you guys, If hey, listen, if you're a loyal listener, you know that I'm always looking for feedback from you guys. Good or bad, any feedback is good feedback. So, yeah, pretty much uh, hit one of my goals. We've talked about this before. I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm Canada-wide, except except the Yukon and the Northwest Territories, but I'll let those slide. It's so fucking cold up there. I don't know. Do radios and cellular devices even fucking work up there? I don't know. Hey, and that's not a knock on on, uh, the people that live in those provinces and or territories. That's just, fuck, it is what it is. I mean, that's the new release up there, Rocky IV at the movie theater. I Honestly, I don't even know. Having said that, I'm dying to get up there and travel sometime. Uh, the Yukon and the Northwest Territory. So I'm not knocking you guys, just poking a little fun at you. And uh, anyways, yeah, um, a little bit more outreach into the States now too. And I hate to fucking say this, but I really got to thank that fucking loser, Mark McLean, because it seems as though uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, uh, my downloads, as far as the podcast goes, really skyrocketed after I had that angry little ginger on my show. So uh Again, I hate to say this, but thanks, Mark McLean. You really pumped up my fucking uh, numbers here. I don't know why. I think uh, you're a bit of a waste of skin. I think you are using up valuable oxygen that I could be using and other people in this world. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. I'm just joking, Mark. Actually, we had a lot of fun together, so uh, go fuck yourself. Anyways, back to the podcast. A uh, big show today. Or I'd like to think it's a big show. Anyways, we got a guest. We've got a. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stereotype some beer drinkers, and of course, naturally, we have our uh, hero cookie of the week, and we got a little pet peeve. Okay, um, I think I'm gonna do that now. I'm gonna jump into the pet peeve now. Okay, so. I want to know, I want to fucking know when wearing Carhartt became so fucking fashionable and so fucking uh, important, I guess, for lack of a better term. Now, before you bite my head off, "Eh, what the fuck's wrong with wearing Carhartt? Are you fucking loser? I wear Carhartt all the time. Fucking. No, I know a lot of people wear Carhartt. A lot of people wear Carhartt because... They like Carhartt for its actual functionality, which is warm clothing. Okay, uh, it's really it seems it's it's always been a uh, a brand well chosen in the what I will call blue collar sector of society. Okay, Carhartt was actually uh, founded, designed, and made. Uh, it started in the eighteen nineties. I believe in Dearborn, Michigan, actually, and and their clothing was actually designed for railroad workers. Carhartt worked uh, very closely with uh, railroad workers because they needed that. They needed strong, durable, long-lasting work clothing for the god awful work that they were doing of building our railroads. And of course, you know, with the reinforcing rivets at stress points and 
high technology materials, a flame resistant, abrasion, water resistant, you name it. That's where Carhartt, uh, that's the grassroots of Carhartt. Okay, so back to my point here. And you're going you're gonna to figure this out in a little bit. This is a little pet peeve, like I said. So, okay, so a lot of people wear Carhartts. They, they keep warm, you know, welders, mechanics, farmers, carpenters, roofers, fucking guys smoking darts in tire shops, okay? Carhartt people, through and through, okay? Now, now what I am noticing is a lot of these fucking hipsters out there donning the Carhartt work pants as everyday pants, okay? Carhartt jackets, okay? And it's like I said, okay, I guess people are allowed to fucking wear whatever they want, really, but like the old fucking meme on the old Insta Slam out there says everybody wants to wear Carhartt until it's time to do Carhartt shit. Okay. What really grinds my gears is all these, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take some heat over this, and I don't even give a shit. It's all you fucking yoga moms out there, rocking the Carhartt beanies. Okay, or the toques. Up here in Canada, we call them toques. Okay. These toques are designed for. Men and women who work outdoors to keep the goddamn head warm. Okay? In my opinion, and remember, this is my opinion. This is my show. I'm allowed to say what I want. I'm allowed to feel what I want. And that's okay. If you disagree with me, that's okay. But my opinion on fucking yoga moms wearing Carhartts, where their biggest dilemma of the day is what kind of fucking smoothie they should get at the local organic fucking smoothie shop. Shop. And what time, uh, what, what what actual yoga class should they take that day? That's the biggest fucking dilemma of their day. And they're walking around here sporting fucking Carhartt toques. And what really caught me on to this was I went to order myself some new work pants on Amazon. I have a specific design. I like the, the straight leg fucking Carhartt work pants. You can't get them. They're, they are literally unavailable right now. You cannot buy them because all these fucking hipsters and yoga moms are out there wearing Carhartts when they got no fucking business wearing Carhartts. They've never lifted a finger in their life other than to, you know, swipe their credit card, hubby's credit card. They probably married into money, okay? Never had to work a day in their life and they're out here hogging. They're hogging all the fucking Carhartt gear, so us blue-collar workers out here, we can't get Carhartt stuff. And if we can, it's almost doubled in price because of the fucking, the craze of everybody wearing Carhartt now. And the funny thing about this is, okay, there there's a lot of kids out there, there's a lot of high school kids out there that wear Carhartt stuff um, to school because they don't care about the latest fashion trends because they're working kids, okay? These are the children of farmers, Okay, railroad workers, mechanics, uh, whatever, carpenters. Like I said, the children of blue-collar workers. Okay, now you got all these yoga moms, okay? And you can take this to the fucking bank. All these yoga moms out there wearing all this Carhartt shit are the same fucking broads who turn their noses up at the boys wearing Carhartt in high school. Okay, they, oh, what are you poor? What are you poor, are you a farmer? You can, only, you can only wear Carhartt? Eh? guaranteed same women that turn their noses up at Carhartt wearers in high school. So, yoga moms, yuppies, hipsters, fucking quit wearing Carhartt, okay? You're never going to do anything that that justifies you needing to wear Carhartt. You're not going to get your hands dirty. You're not going to go out and thaw. 
You're not going to go out and thaw waterers when it's minus 42 outside. You're not going to crawl underneath your Dodge Ram to change the starter on it or change the, put your own snow tires on. You're not going to go out and build a deck. You're going to pay somebody to fucking do it. All right. And they are the ones that you should, that should be wearing the Carhartts. Okay. The only people that aren't blue collar workers that are allowed to wear Carhartts are hip hop artists. Okay, and that all stems back to, I mean, look at any hip-hop video from, I don't know, the early 90s till now. Strong, strong showing of Carhartt gear in there. And listen, I'm not, they're allowed. I'm just, fuck, because hip-hop artists are just allowed. That's just the way it is, okay? Yoga moms, yuppies, hippies, fucking hipsters, whatever. Leave the Carhartt gear to Carhartt people who do Carhartt shit. All right. Thank you. Moving on. Today's guest. I don't know if you saw this guy's, um, this guy went viral. Mike Rapson, good buddy of mine, played some hockey with him, lives here in this, in the same town as me. Um, went to Instagram and posted, um, that he had, uh, he's no longer a police officer. And a lot of people jumped on top of him. They thought he just refused to get vaccinated and that's why he handed in his badge. Well, that's not exactly true. Okay. Uh, and we'll get to, we get to that in the interview a little bit, but uh, he went viral. And the best part of the, about this is, is I had spoken to him long before he went viral about coming on the podcast. I actually knew that he was handing in his badge. He had him and I had discussed it briefly. I knew it was coming, so I had asked him to come on and just talk about uh, cop stuff, doing cop stuff. Yeah, cop stuff. Uh, before like. When he had handed in his badge, I had talked to him about coming on so that he could finally, you know, tell some cop stories, okay? And uh, he agreed to. So when he posted this, uh, and I posted it on my Instagram page. If you didn't see the post, I I can repost it, actually. I think it was in my story. Um, but anyways, when he posted it, he went viral. He's been doing podcasts. He's been doing newspaper articles. He's been doing blogs, fucking all the social media shit, you name it. But one of the things that's going on is within the newspaper articles that he was interviewed for, those newspapers have gone and misconstrued his words. So, um, you know what? I fuck. We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk. Uh, we didn't get too in depth about it because let's face the facts. Everybody out here, you're all sick of hearing about it. You're all sick of hearing about COVID. You're all sick about people losing their jobs over COVID. It makes you so goddamn mad. When you think about someone losing their job because they didn't get vaxxed or whatever, you're punching your fucking steering wheel right now, okay? So we didn't dive into that. We talked about the fun stuff, but because I felt he needed a fair shake and get his point across to my 222 listeners that care, um, we did touch on it for a bit. So you'll get it from Mike in his own words, and uh, yeah, otherwise, we just talked about being a cop. So uh, yeah, here we are. Coming up on the Cox Talks podcast, Mike Rapson. Okay, so on the Cox Talks podcast tonight, we have a guy who, uh, fuck it, he's doing his own thing. He said, fuck it, I'm doing my own thing. Welcome to the Cox Talks podcast, Mike Rapson. How are you tonight, buddy? What's going on, Coxie? Thanks for having me on here. Well, thanks for coming on. I mean, I asked you to come on a long time ago, like back in December, November, December is just because I thought you had some pretty cool stories to tell being a police officer and stuff. And you actually kind of, um, we had it, we had a discussion about your future as a police officer. 
back then. And uh, you uh, you took to social media on Monday and announced it to the world. And um, let's talk about that. It just kind of blew up, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't planning on it uh, going the way it did. Or sorry, I guess getting as far as it did. Um, I felt like my reason for leaving should probably be told because a lot of people don't really get to hear some of the ins and outs about what's going on. And it uh, went on a life of its own, I guess. I was, uh, I think uh, Theo Fleury was the first one to, to fucking reach out and he's, he saw it and he, he sent it out or re, not retweeted or he shared it. And I'm like, here we go. And that was it. Theo Fleury. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know how he would have seen it, but I don't know. Some of us, is, I don't know. I'm not really sure, but uh, he sent me a message and that was it. All social media is a, it's a strange animal. Is it not? It's uh, just the way things carry on it so fucking fast, right? It just, it blows up. It blows up. Because I, um, I saw the post and I liked it, of course, and whatever, and um, just kind of moved on from it. And then I got a, a bunch of messages from people, <laughs> like our, our men's league team that, that you're a part of, the, the, the mud muckers. Mm-hmm. Um, unofficially, officially. officially. Unofficially, officially a mud mucker, but blowing up in the group chat. And uh, so I, I went back and at that point you had uh, 1,500, 1,500 comments on the post. And I just looked at it here tonight, actually, before we started this interview. And it's at 2,600. I noticed Sean Avery has chimed in. You've got some United States Marines have chimed in. Theo Fleury. Um and and your phone and your social media has been blowing up. They everybody wants you to do uh, interviews or phone calls or whatever. Is that that? Am I right there? Yeah, man. So um, that that reporter that butchered the one story, he was the first one to call me on a bunch of podcasts. But like you said, I talked to you months and months ago before this blew up, and you knew I was leaving, and we talked about that. And so yeah, there's there's been a bunch of requests for podcasts. So this is my first one. So, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of it. And and to the listeners out there, I've always said, I'm not going to go political. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about fucking COVID, but I feel as though, and you said it yourself, there are some stories out there in the media that are, that have skewed, have skewed your side of why you left. um, We'll call it the force, the, why you left the force. So in your words, tell us, tell us why you handed in your badge. Uh, it's been, uh, I don't know. You know what? I want to start with the shitty stuff because it was fucking a wicked, like a great career. I had a good time. Like it was fun. Um, wicked units worked in canine surveillance, uh, arrested some pretty bad people. Had a like a real good time. But the last like couple of years, it's just become so political and so divisive in terms of like, it's always like the police versus this and fucking cops are racist. And um, it's just so negative and there's a huge divide like the media creates. And it's just like, no one's defending us. It's just like, they, they just take it. Everyone, nothing, no one really says anything like on our end. I mean, like no one important really denies it or whatever. So it's just gotten so political and that obviously rubs me the wrong way. I don't, it's like, I was talking to one of my hockey buddies today and, this shit didn't happen in hockey ever, right? So 
like you and I played hockey together. Um, I never dealt with this shit when I was a teenager, like in terms of like team stuff and politics and being so divisive and nasty. And so like, I always had a hard time with that shit uh, with policing um, in terms of politics, but the last year is big, has been tough. Like just like, what's painted out there. It's just not in my eyes. And this is all my opinion. Like I left, this is my own, my own story. I don't push my fucking views on anyone else, but it's so like the, the world that's painted out there for people, especially for kids. I actually had a couple posts a while ago, just like protect your kids from what is fucking being put online. What's in the news. Cause I can tell you, I see the worst shit. Cops see the worst shit at least in this country, people go overseas and see probably far worse shit, but it's not what they fucking paint, man. It's a, it's, and that's part of my post that I think what resonated with people was it's a fucking beautiful, awesome world. And what they're painting right now in the last couple of years, at least in my eyes, I'm not okay with, I think it's not true. I think communities get along. They fucking put whites against blacks and cops against blacks. And like, yeah, there's some probably racist cops out there, but fucking, if I worked with any, I can tell you, I never met any. And if they were, they were hiding just like fucking dirty pedophiles do, right? Like no one's, it's not like that. They paint this horrible society and it's not, not that. I'm telling you, I've been in horrible places and outside of those horrible places, it's not that. It's pretty fucking awesome. But I think that people are, it's just so, I don't know, in your face, people have anxiety just because the news is so negative and and then this whole COVID thing for me, that was it, man. Like in terms of like the fear mongering and shit, there's probably like 2000 cops in my department and cops are probably the most unhealthy bunch of people in terms of like uh, mental health, drinking, shift work, um, whatever, uh, not working out because you don't sleep, PTSD, fucking all that shit we didn't lose anybody to this. Right. And that's right. And I think unless I'm missing something, I don't think even in this country did a cop die of COVID. Maybe I doubt it, but like, it's just so far blown out of proportion that people are so scared and I feel bad for people. This is just my opinion. I'm not afraid of this one bit. Right. And you know what my, what my wife does, right. Pediatric nurse. And we're not worried for our kids one bit, one single bit. And we just, and she sees what goes on in the hospital. And if it was scary there, we would be a little more worried. Right. So it's just more right. the, what we see in the front lines, like the real front lines, not the ones they fucking paint on the news. Right. Um, yeah. Or the paper. Right. Yeah. That's all it is. Just the yeah. world that's being, it, I, I feel like people need to know it's fucking not it. It's so not it. So to be clear, I mean, it, it, it definitely played a, pro, a part in it. You kind of alluded to it was the straw that broke the camel back. But every so this morning when I Googled your name, um, <laughs> everything, everything came up with basically saying that you you surrendered your badge because of the vaccinations. And that's not 100 percent what it had to do with. It was part of it, but it had it had nothing to do with you having to be vaccinated um, to be a police officer. Well, I shouldn't say nothing, but you, you know where I'm going with this. Like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the be all end all for you because a lot of people out there are saying that, Oh, uh, the guy uh, didn't want to get his vaccine. So he, so he got fired or he quit before he got fired, but that's not the case. Is it? 
yeah, no, I, I honestly can't see anyone getting fired. Like people are getting fired. I should, I should rephrase that. Nurses are getting terminated. <clears throat> I don't think any cops have been terminated yet. They've been suspended without pay in some spots where my department, we were, and I'm, and I'm going to just keep where I worked out of it just because it's just the whole thing's a shitty mess everywhere. So I don't want to bash my, my place. Cause we still need, Oh, that's cops. fair. Yep. Um, and, uh, so yeah, like a lot of people are furious that they have to get tested or they have to even get a vaccine that they don't think they need. And I don't, that's cool. Don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, every other vaccine that's ever been invented, my kids have had it right. This one, we're just taking a time out. And I think that no one should have to fucking do anything ever to their body that they don't want to do. Right. Like, yeah, I agreed. It's just we've got to a point where it's so divisive and people are blaming Vax versus all this shit. And we've never even treated convicted pedophiles like this. People fucking, I've dealt with people who are high on fentanyl because fentanyl is so bad now. And they'll be dead. I'm not kidding. They'll fucking be dead in a stretcher and Narcan's sprayed up their nose. And they'll come back to life like five minutes later. I'm not fucking kidding. So you'll have, could be five, 10 cops, four or five paramedics. Um, and then you take them to the hospital. Now you're dealing with fucking 10 nurses, uh, a doctor. Like you'll, you'll spend Justin one OD, sorry, overdose. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in time uh, on an addict. Right. Right. And, yep. Yep. And you're, it's just like, what are we doing? We're, we're getting mad at people because they're not afraid to get sick. And generally, you hate to say it, but an ICU doctor out of Toronto just said, like, most people, they get sick or and die, which is sad. They're already ill. Like, they've got an issue, right? Correct. They're either whatever. You don't want to get too down the, the COVID medical rabbit hole. But if someone's not afraid of something, don't worry about it. Like, m- my biggest resentment this is and this is the straw for me this is when i came home i'm like fucking babe i can't do this anymore so i'm going i'm getting forced to be tested right and at this point we know that um no matter what you did no matter what choice you made you carry and spread this shit just the same but your fucking symptoms are less perfect good take it good cool so i have to go to work and i have the only way i can show up to work is to get tested well I fucking already like the things I've done in my career and hopefully we'll talk about some of the fun shit, but we will, I've done, we will. I've done things that are so, so fucking dangerous and you do it as safely as you can and you do it. No problem. You just do it. I don't, and you're not even skits weird. Like it's some, some cops are, are really into those spots where you just, all you ever do is just fun, sometimes dangerous shit. And you do it <laughs> for the good of the community to arrest these fucking assholes who are just tormenting the society, right? So yeah. I'm like, I got to show to you that I'm not a risk. And I fucking risk my ass. And I've done it for 17 years. Not quite, but my whole career, I was in some, some fun spots. And it was always, I don't know, like the the higher risk or, yeah, higher risk spots. So I just, res- I'm like, fucking, you know what? No. And that for me that was it i'm like i couldn't do it i just couldn't fucking do it 
Yeah, no, and and you know what? That's that's something actually I, that had, I'll touch on here. It just kind of happened organically, like you said. Like you're risking, you're literally risking your life in some of the situations you're you're going into for the safety of the rest of society. Okay, um, you know, you go through a door and someone puts a gun to your head or something like that. You you have no problem doing that. Um, and and you know they they want to question your character on whether or not you're going to take a vaccine. It just, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense to me either. That's, that's a, that's a solid point. And knowing you for as long as I've known you and being on the ice with you in some certain situations. Yeah. You're a type of guy that, uh, yeah, you're the first through the door nine out of 10 times, uh, for sure. And if on the one out of 10 times, you're not first through the door. It's probably because of your fucking shoes untied or something. And you stopped to tie your shoe. Right. But um, yeah, I know you, I, you're um, yeah. You're not afraid to get into this shit, so to speak. So yeah, that makes total sense, but let's talk for a minute. You, and you, you touched on it. Did you like to kind of, and I blame the media, but do you blame the media? Like this whole um, defund the police and fuck the police for lack of a better term and all that jazz like do you like do you blame the media for all that shit that's going on right now i guess it it kind of has quieted down a little bit but and i'm not gonna go into this fucking rabbit hole but like that whole george floyd thing right and everything blew up and the riots and this and that you were pretty vocal about all that stuff too um talk to us a bit about that talk to us a bit about society turning on the police you know what? It's, it's, it's crazy. Cause that's the other part that I talk about. Like, it's not bad. It's honestly great. Like what the media puts out there is a complete and utter fucking lie. Um, I can tell you like prime example with the whole like cops versus black people and all this horse shit. Um, yeah, there are probably some racist cops, but I'm telling you there's very few, I've never worked with one knowing it. Um, there's too many, it's, it's too, uh, there's too many cultures or, or races. You just, who, whatever, who cares about that shit? But, um, for instance, I would go and one, there's one incident where I'm working in surveillance and we, our goal is to take out a really bad fucking guy, kills people, right? Kills people. And fucking whatever he's black okay who get i don't give a fuck what color you are. i don't give a shit i've arrested every color of every bad type of person we don't give a fuck it's it's completely irrelevant right so we have to take him down in a really 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 bad area like bad like not not good spot right you don't go there ever right he's a cop yeah but whatever we do our thing we get in there and and because of me being in surveillance i'm not i'm just dressed as trashy as i can to not look like a cop right and we end up arresting him. It's all good. He gets arrested for, for murder, shooting somebody. And the entire community, they're black as well. They are so happy. And and I'm, we're getting winks and we're handshakes. No one gives a fuck about what color or any. It's it's all garbage. Some do, it, but it's not what they paint. No, it's not even close. Um, there are racist people of all colors and they're fucking assholes. And no one likes them and they have no friends. Or maybe they have to like mingle amongst each other in their little weird groups. But I can tell you, like, in terms of my post, uh, the majority of people that I've been talking to are not white. It's every, every 
mix of every whatever. I have had, I've had people in prison message me. I've had people who are about to lose their homes of every color. No one gives a fuck. What the media right. puts out there, I'm telling you, what the media puts out there is not true. The horrible things happen to people, yeah, but well, it's not, you, even, it's not even close, my friend. You said that, you know, are there racist cops? Probably. Are there racist farmers? Are there racist doctors? Are there racist lawyers? Are there racist fucking garbage truck drivers? Yeah, there probably is. But that's that's their problem. Not not yours, not mine, not anybody else's. That's their problem, right? It's not racism. And I don't, again, another rabbit hole. I don't want to. <laughs> ra- racism is taught, man. It's taught. It's yeah. not. You don't. You, you're not born racist. It's no. taught. That's the way it is. Nobody's going to fucking change my mind on that. And I'm sure you agree. No, no. And I don't want my kids hearing about like my kids don't even fucking know what that is. Like they haven't a clue what that word means. They don't, they've never even brought up. Oh, they look different. They don't give a shit. It, you're right. It's just, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But in terms of like the media and the police and the divide and it, and even what's going on now, like our fucking prime minister is fucking, what did he say? He said that, the anti-vaxxers are misogynist and racist. Well, you dumbass, what does that leave left in the political language? It's a white dude. So every anti-vaxxer looks like being you, Coxie? Yeah, I saw that today, too. And I and of course, that blew up on social media, too. But I was like, holy fuck. Like, I, oh, I don't get it, man. I don't. Yeah, I guess you and you and I, because we're average size while well, you're quite a bit bigger than me. But because we're average size white guys. We obviously have the vaccine, obviously, right? It's it's fucking mental. It is. It is. So listen, enough about enough about that shit. I mean, that was cool for you to touch on that, and and you knew, you know full well. I I did. That's not why I asked you on the podcast, and nope. but I I did have to track you down tonight because before you get to be too much of a fucking celebrity, I had to make sure I got my fucking time in with you first, right? So I was coming um, on. <laughs> for the listeners out there if you didn't catch on so rapper and i uh we played hockey together back in fuck 0203 i think for the for the mighty uxbridge bruins i think it was before that buddy or maybe no, I was it, it was i think it was it was 0203 because um yeah i'm 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 quite positive on that but anyways we only played one year together but fuck we yeah. all we we had a great time and it's just like um, you know the old term. If you're a hockey player, like you guys are, you're, you're buddies for life. So you and I don't see enough of each other, in my opinion. But we've always kind of stayed in touch, and we always know what's going on with one another. So that's kind of cool. So when you and I were discussing you um, handing in your badge, I originally wanted to get you on just to tell us, yeah, tell us some police stories and tell us all that jazz. So so let's get into that. You. Um, you wanted to be a cop because you wanted to follow in your dad's footsteps. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's really all I ever wanted to be. I, uh, I actually almost missed my last year of junior because I almost got on Toronto when I was nineteen. Uh, oh, really? That's so. What a like like hindsight. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't get on. Um, but yeah, like I loved looking up to you know like you're. It was, it was always fun at hockey actually because. You, I think he was usually the only cop dad and he'd always tell fucking crazy stories and he probably shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> these days, I think most parents would lose their mind because he was always our trainer. So he'd always be telling these lo- like crazy stories. And then thinking back now, like we're like probably like eight and he's talking about the 
crazy as shit. He probably shouldn't be telling us. So, but everyone thought it was cool, right? So, you know, a bunch of crazy boys. You think that, that this is the coolest thing ever. So all I ever wanted to be was a cop. I didn't even want to go to school or anything for hockey, even though I probably not even good enough anyways, but that was your, was your, um, was your grandfather a cop? Uh, my great grandpa was in Stratford. Uh, um, okay. Grandfather was a judge. So we, we didn't keep that trend going. We decided to just be <laughs> So like, you're kind of like that stereotypical, like police movie family. Oh, my, my, my grandfather was on the force. My dad was on the force. Now I'm going to be on the force. And I remember you as a 17 or 18 year old or whatever the fuck you were. Well, you had that great big fucking car. Was it? What the fuck was oh, that thing? Buddy, that was, it was a, it was a 1982 Buick Electra. Yeah, and you had the fucking red light that you could throw up on the roof of the car. Remember that? It plugged into the cigarette lighter, and we'd oh, fucking we, we'd drive around town with that thing fucking flash. It's like just like an old detective car in the movies. Yeah, eh? yeah. You throw the light on, and you go for a rip. I Fuck, still have but, that. But you like you wanted it was it was obvious when you're when when kids are that age and they say they're going to be this or they want to be that. It never pans out. Right. But I remember you being like, yeah, I want to be a cop. And you could just tell that, yeah, you, you were going to be a cop no matter what. So it's kind of cool that, that it did happen the way you wanted it to. So you went to Durham college, um, if I'm not mistaken. And just, so you became a cop in 2005. I think that's what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, like basically right out of school more or less if my math yeah, is correct I, no i it was about a year like a year between college and cause i almost gone at the like in my last year of college when i was 19 and then um my department took all my all my shit from toronto because I, I passed everything i think they just said this guy's 19 and this is insane why would we allow this to happen um <laughs> yeah it's, it's like thinking of a 19 year old being a cop is not normal so I just, I missed out on that. And then um, I got picked up and I remember when I got hired, they told me uh, I had, they had to wait till I turned 21. So I had like six months before I got hired or before I started police college in Elmer. Um, and they thought I was going to mature or something. I like, <laughs> they're like, we, they, you, you can't be a cop till you're 21 here, get signed on or whatever. And I'm like, okay, fuck that was a good six months. Yeah, I could. <laughs> fuck, I could just imagine because it's like back then, too. That was like and it's I maybe it's still kind of happening today. But I know like that was an era where everybody, every average size white guy was going to be a firefighter or a police officer. And it was very, very tough to get hired. So you must have yeah. just been like you must just been like fucking super cop at uh durham college there right i got lucky my background officer um loved hockey players oh so yeah who does it you it, it's tough to get on now right like um so yeah i just got lucky got lucky and started uh police college like three weeks after my my 21st birthday that was right it. on Right on. So we won't talk about where you were a cop. You mentioned that earlier and, and that's fine, but you did some pretty, you did some pretty cool shit. You did uniform patrol. You did canine, you did uh, surveillance, you did break and enter. Um, I'm guessing 
you had to start with uniform patrol and then you just kind of work your way up the ladder? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. You start, everybody starts in uniform. Um, you do your two days, two nights, four off, two days, two nights, four off for as many years as it takes to some, some people do it forever. My fucking dad worked uniform his entire career, complete lunatic two years <laughs> in the road. Normal. Now, now, and that was his choice or he just like, he just he'd... loved it. He, he loved it. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely not the norm. That's for sure. Right. Right. Well, whatever. All the, all the power to him. So that's the hardest. Yeah. So, and then, so you went, um, to K nine from your uniform patrol. Uh, is that kind of the order things went? My start was nuts. Still there. Sorry, but I, I lost you there for a sec. Yeah, that's okay. I'll be able to edit that out, so that's no problem. But um, anyways, what I said was you kind of froze up on me. But um, so you you worked in K nine. Was that immediately after your uniform patrol? It was like my I think around year four. I got on pretty quick, four or five. I can't remember how many years. So talk to us about working K nine unit. Like, is that as is that as fucking sweet as it's cracked up to be, or what? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was lots of fun. Um, you get all the well, getting on is is, is a wild ride. You got to do like the hell week, like you got to do your physical interview, and then you do this week where they they try to to make you feel like you're like a Navy SEAL. Like they just kick the shit out of you. Like wake you up in the middle of the night with with flashbang in the middle of a tent at at uh, baseboard, and then you go run the five miles uh, in the middle of the night fucking carrying a mop bucket like it's uh it's uh it was nuts they just want to see if you quit right they don't give a shit i can't run yeah I'm a they're trying guy. to break you they're trying to break you yeah. yeah so that was fun i did that well it was started with i think four or five guys and two of us got in and then yeah i got my my dog uh rookie i named him i just called him rooks but uh yeah you 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 hit the road there's one or two of you on the road in canine and you get all the hot calls so all the like the serious ones that pretty much you got to hunt to try to hunt somebody down or in some cases as well, you might be searching for missing kids or missing people like uh, elderly people or whatever. So it's always like, it's good. Like it means something, right? Like, yeah. So each, each canine officer has his own dog then. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys have more than one. Yeah. Yeah. And like you get, you got to name him or her, the dog. And like yeah. that, that dog was your responsibility. Yep. Yeah, use mine. He actually just, I just, uh, we just said goodbye right before Christmas, actually. Little peckerhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is is he still in service? No, no. He sorry, I I, I, he, I had to fucking bring him to the vet, Coxie. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, My bad. Uh, I, I, no, no. I yeah. I thought you meant because you left the force that you had to say goodbye to him. No, no, I, we, when I when you retire, when I left canine, he was my pet, so he got to live with us and fucking uh ah. yeah okay i get it now i get it now. Yeah. well that's pretty bad hey that's pretty badass i mean um like back back to the hockey thing like you've always got teammates that you know are gonna have your back and stuff like that like what's it like working what's it like working with a fucking dog as your partner it's awesome man <laughs> it is cool like every move you make they're watching you and when I would get out of the car, 
he would if if I didn't take him with me, he'd go fucking crazy, and he'd be digging into the into the back back of the cruiser where basically it's just a huge metal kennel, right? Right. And he he'd be trying to get out because he wanted to be with me, right? So yeah, like he didn't listen to any, he didn't listen to Jen, he didn't listen to my kids, didn't give a fuck about anybody else. Um, it's just like the bond, like the bond is crazy. It's just like next level. So the the characteristics. So would your characteristics as a human being would they kind of rub off on the dog? And like what I mean by that is, um, I've seen it when your fucking wires cross, and it's fucking entertaining. Is it would it like would would your dog just would the would Rooks's wires cross and you'd just have to be like, holy fuck, rain it in, bud. You know what? He was actually in terms of like a police dog, like in like he was like almost in the borderline goofy. Like it like there's dogs who are complete lions. Um, right. He was like middle of the road, probably on the lesser, like in the vicious side. Right. Like he would bite a guy in the ass and then and then go from the ass to the boxers, like trying to bite his shorts or something, right? Like, right. like when, when you train the police dog, you wear a sleeve, right? So they get used to holding on to your, the clothing or whatever. So you, you bite a, a bad guy in the ass and then he switches from his ass cheek to the shorts, right? Where, you know, I've seen dogs, holy shit. The, <laughs> what a police dog can do to a person. And, and you know what? I mean, I should say like when you release your dog, to apprehend like a, a bad person they've done something really bad so uh, really bad yeah oh yeah. yeah you don't like you know if someone you know steals from walmart you're not sending your dog to bite them right like, no no but you know like you get guys who rob banks or or break into someone's house and they run off and there's no way you're going to catch them and the only way you catch them is if the dog gets them right well you shouldn't have done what you did <laughs> and the dog is more or less just like the dog isn't there or the dog isn't released to maim and destroy it's there it's sent to contain the suspect just apprehend them like they'll apprehend them yeah they'll bite them they'll, and they bite and hold them right and if you know depends what the the bad guy decides to do after that if they want to fight back then like we had one uh one of our dogs um storm big fuck like 110 pounds um bit a guy's fucking nutsack and his balls were hanging out <laughs> swear to God. Crazy. that's that's so did anybody uh anybody try and fight ever try and fight back on rooks no no one really does like they're more if if, if they are it's probably more because it, it hurts or they're scared right yeah uh, well fuck no kidding yeah yeah I, yeah i could see that for sure well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Like a canine unit. Like, um, yeah, like I, I've always thought that would be kind of interesting. I've never actually really, I knew you had done canine, but I'd never, we'd never really talked about it. I, I think it's pretty badass. I think anybody out there that wants to be a cop or has thought about being a cop or whatever, I can almost guarantee, like, is it, uh, when they go say recruiting for the canine unit, is there a long lineup of, of cops trying to get in or is it maybe not as popular as, as I think it is? I think it's super popular. I think people are afraid of that. That they call it selection course all week. Um, right. I think yep. that people are a little afraid of that because it's uh, it's terrible. I'm not gonna lie, it's like fucking terrible. But it is what it is, man. They just want to test to to see if you you won't quit, right? Like you may have to spend twelve hours searching for a missing kid, and 
or 24 or whatever, however, however long it takes. Right. So that's more of the, the biggest thing with that. But most people I think would want to, but some people don't like dogs or some people don't want to the inconvenience of taking them every single place you go. Right. Like now you got to basically take them everywhere. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, just one second here, rapper. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't, I don't, my microphone, I don't know if my microphone is working or not. It'll still be recording, but I just, anyways, doesn't matter. I can look after it. Uh, where the fuck were we here? Um, so yeah, so K9 talk to us. Okay. Now let's get into the surveillance now, because when I think surveillance and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I think of you and a, and a partner sitting in a fucking Buick just smashing coffees <laughs> and fucking maple dip donuts, you know? Just like I said, straight out of a cop movie. Like um, Judge Reinhold on Beverly Hills Cop, you know, when they're following Eddie Murphy around Beverly Hills. I That's yeah. what I picture surveillance as. Please tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay, yeah. good. Wrong. Let's talk surveillance. Like, what does that entail? Yes, you know what? It's probably that was probably out of my whole career the most fun and the most challenging um, times I had because um, it's not easy. And when you fucking look like me or you, you, you just get pegged as a cop. It doesn't matter, right? White guy, beard, tattoo, fucking like that's it. You're 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 done, right? So yeah. um, if you aren't good at at basically without giving up our, our tricks, which I won't do, but without giving up, you know, who you are or where you are, or you got to basically remain undetected, right? Like the goal for me. So I, I went from canine I went from, from a platoon where we had car chases like every other week and we're fucking getting our chases. In. Oh fuck buddy. Crazy fun stuff. Like we had, I had a, it was, it was a wild ride, right? Like I like fucking I right. Oh yeah. So you go from like in my, like being a cop, like uniform chasing guys, car chases, shootings, fucking canine, um, all that shit. You're a cop. You're all you are is a cop. Right. And then you go to a unit where you can't be, you're not a cop anymore. The only time you are is when it's takedown time and you got to arrest people. But yeah, if you're good at your job, you can't be a cop anymore. You have to get rid of like, I got rid of my stupid cop wallet that everyone can see i grew a stupid beard that was sort of trashy um i remember that beard you know i had i it was terrible i I look back and my fucking i can't believe my wife slept with me (laughs) but uh i thought it was okay at the time but i look back i'm like holy fuck that's insane but um no like you gotta have tricks up your sleeves like i I wish i could say more but i had a no that's okay I, i had a pretty good kit of stuff that would get me into places and uh uh, put me in really close with really fucking bad people. Um, like in places that you shouldn't go, but I just trusted that they wouldn't be able to pick me off. Cause I, I just basically just, had all these cool little things I had that you looked like a bag of shit is you looked like a shit bag oh, human being, a complete scumbag. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, and two seconds later, you're fucking on top of them 
telling them they're under arrest for for whatever right yeah it's great yeah yeah that's 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 so like when okay so surveillance we're talking uh drug dealers murderers uh fucking maybe some pedophiles i don't know uh and terrorists i'm sure or suspected terrorism like all that shit or you know what i don't i don't think i ever fucking worked a pedophile thank god i don't like that unit those guys are fucking incredible um the ones that have to work that shit and do those interviews they're fucking that's that's something i couldn't do right if someone like those guys may not want to do canine i couldn't i could not in my life interview one of these fucking animals. that's a whole new level of self fucking discipline if you ask yeah. me like how do you not how do you not reach across the table and fucking end the guy's life and rip their fucking head off exactly like and so the people who are like me they don't do that job <laughs> exactly yeah that's a very yeah. valid point yes right? valid point no i can't do that because i'm gonna i'll probably get arrested right but no like fuck i can't even remember i just thought about just choking out a pedophile um <laughs> no, so yeah we worked we worked some some wild like most of it was like hold up squad stuff like robbery robbery guys um or um drug stuff they were like high-end drug stuff those ones were actually too exciting um or like yeah like um terrorism stuff like uh homicides those were fun the the homicides that brought you down to the city like into like the thoughts i loved like you're you're just horribly awful places um and you actually you feel bad for fucking some of these communities man like some of these guys are so bad and they just terrorize and the shootings and these fucking animals just shooting guns everywhere and um it's it was wild some of the some of the guys that we we got to take down were were bad dudes what's the i mean without naming the fucking address or the building name or whatever like what's the what's the shittiest most hellish fucking place on earth you've ever been in like just like describe it for us oh man um yeah yeah i obviously won't say where um describing it shit i'd say probably so i wouldn't say like you're so unwelcome that if they if they pick you off they'll probably shoot you right so like you're sitting there like tucked in like you know into the b pillar of your car lights are off or you're hiding in your back seat fucking with blankets over like it's yeah there's been some spots where it's pretty serious but you just whatever i honestly i never bothered me it's fucking weird but well uh, you you said because i i sent you kind of a a pre-interview questionnaire and i said like you know the the time that you were the most scared and actually your response was you were never scared. And to me, that's fucked up. If I was hiding out, I'll, I go ahead and say it. If I was hiding out in the back seat of a car or tucked in my fucking driver's seat in the middle of fucking Regent park, back in the heyday, of Regent park, I wouldn't be there. I'd be fucking at home. Changing my underwear is what I'd be doing. Fuck. You got to go down to Regent park. They've actually revitalized it. Got a condo down there. I've, <laughs> I've heard that actually. Uh, nice, no, a, you know what though? There is a couple spots that are still pretty shitty, and it's too bad. Like some of these fucking communities, man. I'm not kidding. They're it's sad. Like they're so hard and so 
like you see like all these good kids, young kids and every, every race, every background, it's fucking, and they're like innocent. And then you just, you just know there's these fucking really bad bangers around and it's just tough, man. It's, it's sad. It's, it's tough. These fucking neighborhoods are hard, like really hard. Um, but you got to go into them sometimes. Right. Are the, um, have the fucking the Bloods and the Crips infiltrated Ontario yet? <laughs> you know what? I that didn't, <laughs> didn't really come up too much. No, to be quite honest, no. Do you have no. to deal with a lot of fucking gangbangers though, or? Yeah, a lot of now it's uh, like the whole fucking the whole rap scene. Um, a lot of bangers from that, but you know what's funny actually? Like it, it's. And saying that, like, I don't, I don't know who the fuck I was talking to. Just trying to explain, like, these fucking dudes who make really, really bad decisions. Some people are horrible people, like, deep down to their core, they're bad people. But I've been in horrible places and I arrested people who've done really bad things, but they're actually fucking not even that bad. Like, they make you laugh. Like, you arrest them and it's all calm. And right. they're, they're going to go to jail for a long fucking time. And you're just and and you're like fuck, man. Like, why'd you do that? You actually seem pretty normal, right? And it's just like it's a bad decision. Thing. Yeah, like I, I I've arrested people for really ho- horrible crimes, and but some of them were fucking that bad of a guy. Like, it's weird. Like, you just yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't take it personal. Like, whatever. Don't whatever. I, like I'm going home and doing my thing. But some of these people, like, they actually make you laugh, right? It's just yeah, I I could see it. It's yeah it makes it makes sense i i get it what's can you talk about uh in any way shape or form like the worst mofo you ever fucking arrested like i mean i i i mean if i guess if the case went public you could probably name him but you don't you know what i mean like the worst motherfucker or like what he did or what he was up to or she maybe it was a she who fucking knows Right, do we, we equal opportunity here on the Cox Talks podcast? Oh yeah, not a chance. Usually, dudes. Um, <laughs> it is, it is, buddy. Fucking no yeah. pretending. Right? No, no, um, no. Fuck the goddess motherfucker. You know what? Actually, I shouldn't. You know what? This is probably the one time where I actually thought um, I'm not going to be able to fight this guy because he's fucking gigantic. Um. I, I rolled up. This is when I was in uniform. Uh, and I roll up on this cars parked in front of a, I think it was like a, I don't know. Well, case it was a pizza place, like a fucking, like, Domino's pizza. yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. You know, basically door and then the counter and no tables, nothing. Right. Yeah. And there's this guy standing up front, almost like on guard, like he was a bouncer. I'm talking like six, seven. 350 huge huge like <laughs> two of he was two of me he was huge yeah fucking that's like but it's not a club so he's like he's standing like he's guarding something and he it's a fucking pizza place right yeah so i i run the plate or so i check the plate of the car and it comes back to rental car and that's that giveaway sock, right it's like what the fuck right yeah so I fucking i park my car and the guy that was behind him inside takes off out the back door so I'm guessing they're together at this point. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what am I rolling up on? Robbery, what? 
So I know it's something bad because the guy's just taken off and this guy's standing there basically protecting the door between me and the, and the fucking restaurant. So right away, I'm like, okay, it's either a robbery or something, right? So yeah. at that point, I can detain him in terms of like everybody listening. I can fucking say, hey, come over here. You're talking to me. And at that point, when it looks like a robbery, I'm putting you in handcuffs. Right. right. Yep. So I basically say, I'm like, you're, you're fucking, come here. I'm putting you in handcuffs because I don't know what's going on here, but there's something fucking bad going on. And he's like, he just basically fronts me like, nope. And I'm like, <laughs> right. And like, in terms of like, I, so at this point, I already know him. Like, I can't fight this guy. He's fucking huge. Like, he's a, he's a lineman from the NFL. Like, huge. Um, I basically just said, I'm like, listen, pal, you're fucking huge. I'm not fighting you because you'll kill me. So I'm just going to shoot you. If you want to fight me, I'm going to shoot you because you're that fucking big and I'm afraid you're going to kill me. And that was it. Like, and, he, and he listened, thank fuck. Because I, I, this guy was so big, Coxie. I, I, I probably would have had to shoot him. He was fucking gigantic. He wouldn't even fit in the back of one of our Tahoes. So we have Tahoes. He wouldn't fit in the back. That's wild. Crazy. That's wild. Yeah. That's. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So in the end of that, when we found uh, this was fucking like, I don't even know, 15 years ago. So it doesn't matter. We found uh, duct tape. All we found in the back of this empty um, rental car was duct tape and something else. I can't remember. So I don't know if they're going to try to to kidnap a guy. I don't know what they were doing. We never could figure it out, but. Um, but that was, you know, now that you asked the bad, baddest motherfucker, that guy just, I'm like, I can't fight. I can't fight this guy. I fight more no, most people. No problem. But yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, you fucking, <laughs> you've never fucking, uh, stepped in the ring with my, with me, but I mean, not many people have. Right. So <laughs> it is what it is. Let's talk about fucking car chases. Uh, I almost let that one slide under the fucking radar. Like any fucking wild car chases where like you fucking run over fire hydrants and you write cars off and there's explosions and you know, movie shit. Oh yeah. We had a couple good ones. One, I was a rookie. I'll tell you two. I'll be quick with them though. Can't wait. Yeah. So the first one, I was a rookie and someone rolled up on us. We were somewhere in Markham, like the South Southwest part by like the 404 and steels. And someone just basically tells us there's a, there's a guy in a, in a dually um, checking doors in an industrial area. So we pull up. I'm with my coach officers. When I'm a rookie, I have a coach, right? But I'm driving on this night shift. 21-year-old nice. me fucking police car. And <laughs> we roll up, and there's the fucking dually. And he sees us, and, he, and we see him, and he basically floors it. But he's going away from the road, and now he's going into the parking lot. He starts to go from parking lot to next parking lot across the street. Like he's basically going from lot to lot, but he's going through like, like bushy areas, taking out trees, fucking, and we're running over the trees, but he's driving, he's, he's driving over the trees. Like they're fucking nothing. And, right. and we're going through a police car, just wrecking the fuck out of it. <laughs> um, well, we ended up getting that guy. Um, he was doing break and enters, but. That was a fun one just because uh, at one point we went airborne. He took out the tree and then <laughs> the tree. and then the funniest thing is we we uh, we bring him back to station and then I think I'm well I'm a dumbass rookie so I think I left the car running or something or no that's not what it was because we went airborne and took out a tree the bumper at the back bent up into the exhaust so. <laughs> 
The next week we get back to work and it's fucking melted the exhaust or the bumper off. And now we're in shit, right? We're getting in trouble because the fucking exhaust melted off the bumper. Fuck. Um, but the, the, probably the, the most fun, the craziest one was, um, and it's wild. My dad will love, for, love me for telling the story. I was sitting with one of my buddies at, uh, McCowan and seven having a, having some dairy queen, just cruisers. You see them. <laughs> if you see cruisers side to side, they're just having coffee or having dairy queen or something. Um, yeah. and my dad calls me and he's like, Mike, where are you? He's working. So my dad's working at this point in Toronto and I'm working in Markham. Right. And he calls me cause his shift had just had a carjacking police shooting. They tried to run over the copper. He shot at them. They stole a Corvette. And, uh, now there's a car chase coming up young street towards York. And he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm f- sitting here having Dairy Queen. Right. He's, <laughs> he's basically in the car chase calling me on my phone. So I, I get on my radio with my dispatcher. Right. And I'm like, Hey, just so you know, Toronto's having a, is in a car chase right now with blah, blah, blah. I explained the story. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're just, we're just getting it coming through the air and, um, they're northbound, uh, young street passing Elgin mills or some shit, but now they've ramped on fucking eastbound 407. So she's getting bad info from somewhere between Toronto and York. Well, now the fuck right. know where I work. So, um, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so at this point I'm like, I might be like, I might I think I'm 23 years old, still pretty new. Right. And I, and she's, they're airing this horse shit direction because they think they're, they've mixed up a road or something. Right. So yeah. I have to cut off the dispatcher. I'm like, no, they're not. They're eastbound 407 um, coming towards Markham, which is my district. Right. So now I'm calling this car, the actual car chase as, I'm, as if I'm the dispatcher, but I'm waiting at McCowan to join in the car chase. Right. So now, and then a bunch of people from my shift are joining in and you just look west towards, so imagine you're sitting on the 407 on-ramp and you're looking west towards uh, Kennedy or whatever, the next one. Yeah. Yep. Like, fuck. It was probably like 10, 12 police cars and a, and a Corvette doing like 180, just flying. <laughs> and you can see one of my buddies on my shift, he's gone under the bridge and he's laid the spike strip on the other side of the 407 to stop the Corvette. Well, doesn't yeah. the fucking asshole in the Corvette see the spike strip coming across and he basically swerves to avoid it, but he's doing like high 100s, right? Yeah. So the, uh, he starts to swerve, basically lose it, and he, and he basically does a really, really slow skid, ends up flipping up the hill towards where I am parked on the ramp, like flipping. Like, I can't believe they lived. They fucking lived, Coxie. Oh. They flipped probably three or four times. I actually have the video from a helicopter upstairs. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, they, they flip a bunch of time, land on their roof. Um, and I ended up dragging the driver down, arresting him, handcuffing him, throw him over the hood of my car. And as I do that, my dad pulls up. It was the fucking coolest thing ever. Ah, that would be fucking cool. Absolutely. It, it, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, that, that was all. I only ever, uh, I only, fuck, we, we played hockey together. We never saw parents or anything because we were playing junior. But I do remember, uh, I, I think you were a part of it. I do remember a brawl in the Uxbridge Arena that spilled over into the stands and your dad up there flashing his badge trying to defuse the situation. You remember that? I'm pretty fucking sure one of the guys from 
he was a mental case. I think he's the guy I fought for the, my first fight. That was- well, actually, I think that was the night it was. You fought that uh, Chris Thompson. I'm pretty sure was That's his name, and and he had just got out of prison, or I shouldn't say prison. He was probably in jail, but he had just gotten out of jail. He'd been out of jail like a a week, maybe. And you and him squared up, and it wasn't. I was telling this story to the kids I coached the other day. I said it wasn't even a fucking fight. It was a punch in the face contest. And both of you, I still will never forget it. The two of you guys had the biggest fucking smiles on your face the whole time. And there was blood everywhere. And then I think, I, I think over on the other side of the ice, or maybe it was later in the game. Oh, it was later in the game. Something sparked. And yeah, it, it spilled over right into the stands. And he climbed into the stands. He climbed into the fucking stands after the fight. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember your dad up there flashing his badge, and Boise was up there. He was suspended, and he, oh, yeah. What what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. That's awesome. So then, um, well, let's, uh, so after your surveillance, you went to, was it the break and enter squad or something like that? Is that? Yeah, our break and enter task force. I call it squad because I, I like it. Sounds better. Oh, squad sounds way fucking bad. Task force is pretty good. Pretty good. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Calling something a task force is pretty sweet too. Was that as much fun as the surveillance? Obviously not. Cause you did say the surveillance was probably your favorite time as a cop. Yeah. So the, we actually, I still got to do surveillance, um, in that unit, um, which is my, the last place I worked. They're fucking great, great team. Um, wicked bosses. It's unfortunate the way it sort of ended. Um, Super supportive, um, fucking, but yeah, like for that, we just hunt down guys that do uh, residential break and enter. So um, anyone who basically um, offends and breaks into homes like all the time and they who basically take it as, into a project and we'll hunt them down and arrest them. Right on. So, yeah. Do you ever have to like take a fucking battering ram and fucking smash someone's door in and go flying through or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you just use your fucking head, or like, how did you do it? <laughs> no, you just ram. Fuck. That's fuck. I I don't know, man. You guys, you especially, and I've said it on this. You're wired just a little bit fucking different than the rest of us to go ahead and fucking do something like that. Did you ever do any work with the SWAT team or try and get on SWAT at all, or what? What does that entail? So it's very similar to like the canine unit in terms of uh, like your physical, you got to be like for that shit, you got to be in shape. Um, you got to obviously have a good shot. I mean, fuck, that would be bad. Right. So it's very, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot like like you're talking like heavy courses. Like I don't want to make fucking up time, but it might be like six months, nine months until you're fully trained. The amount of money that goes into these animals. Right. Like, um, but yeah, I worked with them all the time. Like if you're doing a, track with my dog and it's and you're going after someone who's maybe armed or whatever they're your they're your guys that are with you right yeah so, like i'm following my dog so my my whoever's behind me is basically my eyes right so yeah yeah no i work with those guys our guys etf they're fucking bunch of animals um the toronto guys um yeah uh that's, that those those guys are pretty cool Right on. So all in all, I think uh, from everything we've picked up on, you know, with 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 all this uh, social media hype or whatever you want to call it that you're getting now, 
it's kind of painted a negative picture. But you absolutely loved being a cop. There's no question there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, you know what? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Coxie, because I got I did get a couple messages from from current coppers, and I think some might have been in the states, uh, all over the place, <clears throat> and even a couple of young guys, like kids. Fuck, I'm old now, kids. Um, like thinking of being a cop, and then even a coppers being like, because I'm getting uh, people are happy I I stood up for what I believe in, and I think what a lot of people believe in. Um, yeah. At the same time. If everyone was like me, Coxie, there'd be no fucking cops left. Like they would have just walked away. Right. Yeah. Like, like it, yeah. it, not everybody can have my story or my journey. My journey's different. My situation's different. Right. I fucking love being a cop was so much fun. Um, I'll always be a cop deep down. But uh, hmm. no, that's yeah. No, I get it. Actually, one more question. And I was, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but back to the car chases. I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm fucking obsessed with car chases, but when you're okay. So when you're driving in a fucking car chase and like you said, like you hit the curb, you're airborne, you're flying through trees or like, like I'd be laughing the whole fucking time being like, you believe this fucking shit right now? We're in a fucking car chase. I would probably me being me. I'd be purposely fucking swerving at shit just to see if I could smash something up. But or is it, are you fucking dialed in, you're zoned in, you're like, we're going to get this motherfucker? Like, how did, tell me how that, tell me how that goes. Fuck, I, I don't think I've ever laughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, you're also different as well, Coxie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you know what, it, it's, it's an adrenaline dump, like when, when that chase is over or whatever, like even a foot chase, like foot chases are fucking good time too. Um, and way less risk too. So foot chases are probably more fun. Um, never lost one Coxie ever. Really? Really? You're like 59 and oh in foot chases. I never lost a foot chase ever. I find that hard to believe cause you're, oh. you're a very in shape guy, but you're a large individual. I don't, I don't see you, you know being so fucking nimble. You know, what's good is most, uh, criminals smoke. So, <laughs> uh, uh, if I if if it was like a a fucking long distance runner who was in shape and did like robberies or something and was like smart about their crime, but they're all idiots, right? Mostly. So um, no, I I've never lost one, but uh, you know I, I'm good for like maybe like a good 400 meter sprint over over fences and shit, right? And and you're yelling and swearing the whole time, you know, telling them what what you're gonna do once you catch them. So it's like. It's fun, right? And you don't have to worry about car chases are pretty risky, right? Like you, you got. Oh yeah. About, like, fuck, man! I oh, there's another car chase. I ended up fucking. Thank God, no one got killed, but um, like bad accidents, right? Like yeah. So no, that makes chases, total sense too. But chases are fucking great time. And keep in mind when I talk about car chases, I'm going strictly by what I've seen on the movies, right? So <laughs> I mean. I don't get a lot of car chases out here. Now, having said that, like I've got a dually here on the farm. So if like if I'm driving through town on my dually someday and you see me, are you gonna just automatically start a fucking car chase with me or what? Not anymore, buddy. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's good. That's good. So you're done with policing. A uh, little bit of a shameless plug here for you because you're a good buddy of mine. What are you doing with your life now? You know what? It's uh 
it's crazy the last year we've had i'm my wife and i jen uh we got into real estate as real estate agents we have our own investments and that's the only reason why we did it to start um and then the world fucking went upside down at least in uh in our eyes for us and we're fortunate enough that we can do that and we love it and uh yeah, so we're we're going full time real estate, Jen and I, Raps and Team Realtors, buddy. Right on. Well, I'll be sure to uh, give you a plug on the old Cox Talk social media there. But listen, um, awesome interview. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking the time to come on, buddy. Like I said, I don't see you enough. I think last time I saw you, I think I fucking bumped into you in the fucking grocery store. Maybe I yeah. think I don't know. And uh, once we get the fucking hockey season back going here, we'll have to get you back out for a couple because you kind of went into semi-retirement you had a surgery there or something didn't you no well oh like i, well, I had my wisdom teeth out but that was uh <laughs> lately or like a long time ago no i thought i thought i tried to get you for a tournament a couple years ago or something i thought you'd had a hernia or something maybe i don't uh, know well fuck cox i can't even play hockey i have to eat outside with the fucking raccoons that's right no yeah you do you do i forgot about that actually one of the diseased people that's right yeah but i don't know because last time i checked you're not um a racist or a misogynist so i don't know how you cannot you know not be vaccinated right it's, that's it's automatic it's that simple justin <laughs> absolutely listen again buddy thanks for coming on uh some great stories i'm sure it's going to be a great episode and i i appreciate it thanks for coming rapper thanks buddy so there you go Mr. Mike Rapson, former police officer. That was a fun interview. Um, it's like I said, you know, we touched on some stuff and some important stuff. And then I just let him talk about being a cop. I thought it was cool. I always knew that he did some cool shit. Well, he was busy being a cop, so I thought I'd have him on. You know, I said uh, I said from the very first episode that this podcast is going to be the everyday podcast for everyday people. Okay, I don't want to talk to celebrities and professional athletes. I want to talk to the guy next door. I want to talk to the guy that I met in a fucking coffee shop in Saskatchewan sometime. Okay, I just want to talk to everyday Joe people and have a normal fucking conversation about what they do or what they've seen or where they've been. I've met a lot of people along my travels, okay? And uh, everybody's got a story to tell. So hope you enjoyed that little interview with Rapper. Okay, moving on now. Let's see here. Hero Cookie. Yeah, let's go Hero Cookie of the Week. And then we'll do the uh, little beer profiling. And then I'll get the fuck out of here. Because, Jesus, we're already at an hour and 14 minutes. And these are only usually an hour long. So old Rapper there is quite the windbag. Okay, Hero Cookie of the Week. Okay, here in Ontario, we've had some cold snaps going on here, okay? If uh, this is Monday morning, Saturday and Sunday, we're goddamn cold. Minus 25, minus 22, something like that. And then last week, it was fucking cold as well. Okay, here's my hero cookie of the week. You people. You people that work in a goddamn office building, okay? Or you work from home, and the only time you actually have to go outside is to drive to Starbucks, so you got to walk from your front door to your car that has actually been warming up for an hour and a half because fuck the environment, right? Actually, I have nothing against warming up your car, but like 10 to 15 minutes max is like, that's that's totally acceptable. Maybe even shorter than that. But I know 
And don't fucking tell me there isn't. I know there's people out there that let it sit in their driveway for a fucking hour just idling away. You go out and you got the fucking the spot below the tailpipe just melted through the three inches of fucking snow on your driveway. Anyways, so you people that all, all you do is travel from your front door to your car and then maybe from your car to your office. But what do you do? The first thing you do, you get in the car, you snap a picture of how cold it is and you post it on social media talking about how goddamn cold it is. Well, fuck. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Rebecca, that you had to be outside for 14 seconds while you walk to your car, okay? And your car's... Your car's 27 degrees inside with your heated seats and your heated steering wheel and you're wearing your fucking Carhartt toque to go get a fucking smoothie, a kale fucking mango apple banana protein smoothie. You have no fucking idea what it's like when it's that cold out. You think you do, but you don't. Okay, let's talk about the uh, the, the power line workers that are out working in that shit for hours on end. Let's talk about garbage men out picking up your garbage, all your fucking Amazon purchases on the side of the sidewalk there. Let's talk about the garbage men working out in that cold, freezing their face off. It just feels like fucking piranhas are chewing at your face for fucking eight hours while you work outside. Let's talk about the farmers keeping livestock watered and fed. Oh, well, we shouldn't be eating meat anyways. Go fuck yourself. Yes, you should. Meat is good for you fucking source of red meat is a great source of iron try it out rebecca the carpenters and roofers out there building uh building the new homes for all the fucking people that need a new house those are these oh they're they're people that work outdoors on those days they're the real fucking heroes okay they get an actual hero cookie but you people that sit in your houses or your offices or your fucking car you get a life. You don't know what cold weather is, okay? The coldest I've ever had to work in, uh, I believe it was minus 40. I was in Andover, South Dakota, and we were loading up some air drills in South Dakota. Horsch Anderson back then, now known as uh, specifically just Horsch. And it was minus 40, and we had two uh, two float trailers, two trucks, and we had to load them. Actually, we the first time we were there when it was that cold, we had to dismantle the drills to get them on the floats. And then we had to chain them down and so on and so forth. That is possibly the coldest I've ever been. I think, I think we were 12 hours dismantling and loading these air drills. And in like minus 40, minus 42 weather, that was the goddamn coldest I've ever been. And I don't ever want to be that cold again. I don't ever want to have to work in that type of cold again. But I did it because it had to be done. Okay, Rebecca, stick to what you know, yoga classes, smoothies, wearing Carhartt when you got no business to, okay, we know it's cold, we know it was cold for your 14 second walk, all right, all you people taking pictures of how cold it is and throwing it up on fucking social media, yeah, we know, the people that work outside for a living, we know how fucking cold it is, but thank you, you get a hero cookie just for reminding us of how goddamn cold it is. God, some people fucking just irritate the shit out of me. Fuck. Anyways, fucking beer profiling. Uh, let's get this. So I had promised this to a listener down in Texas, North Texas. I'm sorry. I forget your name, but I know 
that you're from either Nova Scotia or New Brunswick and you moved to North Texas and you found my podcast via a dairy farmer. So this one's for you. Moosehead beer. You know, here's the thing about moosehead beer. I really actually, I like a good moosehead beer. I think moosehead is, uh, I don't think moosehead beer gets the credibility it deserves for uh, signifying that you're Canadian. Everybody knows the moosehead beer too. You get that that clear green bottle, okay? The giant fucking moosehead on the front, hence the name moosehead. Did you know? I bet you didn't know that Moosehead Breweries is like the original craft beer. It is Canada's oldest independent brewery, and it's located in New Brunswick. It was founded in 1867. So there you go, all you craft beer drinkers that think you found the fucking first craft beer ever. You didn't, because you weren't around in 1867, so suck on that. Anyways, Moosehead Beer. Here's my fucking profiling for Moosehead Beer. Okay, Everybody that listens to this podcast has gone through a moosehead beer phase in their life. And I'm going to tell you when it was. Okay. You're fresh out of college or you're fresh out of university. Yeah, typically, actually, typically, moosehead drinkers, you're fresh out of university. Okay. And you're still, even though you've been in university for four years or two years or one semester when they fucking give you the boot for smoking weed in class or something every you, you come out of university and you're still trying to kind of find yourself right and you know you're you're probably done school now so maybe you're doing some traveling around Canada and stuff okay moosehead beer drinkers I feel like it, it's a very outdoorsy beer too right like it's um a lot of canoe trips okay a lot of, a lot of hiking camping and canoe trips for moosehead drinkers. A lot of backwards hats. And not like not like backwards hats like gangster style, you know, like fitty scent or like it's it's not a it might be a backwards say MLB hat. So let's let's say you're wearing a backwards Cincinnati Reds hat, okay? But this Cincinnati Reds hat you've had since you were like 16 and it's faded and it's wore out, but goddamn it fits and goddamn it's comfortable and goddamn it still looks good okay moosehead beer drinkers they got that backwards hat on they got a t-shirt on okay but it's like um it's like an indie band and i don't mean like a like a hipster indie band it's like an indie band um like fuck like okay blue rodeo so maybe not an indie band but it's like a blue rodeo t-shirt okay and that this t-shirt has seen some fucking miles on it too now the next part of Moosehead drinkers, cargo shorts. Now, okay, I know you said you're not allowed to wear cargo shorts on the last episode, but when you're doing outdoorsy things, i.e. camping or canoe trips, you need extra pockets. So I'm going to allow it here. I'm going to allow it, okay? And also on their feet, on their feet, there's there's one of, it's a 50-50 chance here. It's either Birkenstocks, Moosehead drinkers love Birkenstocks, okay? Or... It's a pair of like the Morel hiking shoe, the fucking hybrids. You don't know if they're shoes. You don't know if they're hiking boots. You can't really tell. And gray socks. Gray, like not like the wool work socks, but just like heavy duty gray socks. Okay. Probably a hemp bracelet on too. Moosehead drinkers love hemp bracelets. Don't ask me why. I don't drink moosehead. 
did I go through the phase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dabbled with the moose head when I was fresh out of college. I kind of knew what I was going to do with myself, but, uh, but in the, and the thing about moose head drinkers is, so that's what they look like. Okay. And that's kind of what they do. Very outdoorsy. Right. And they, you know, you go up North, you go up to, um, and, and not a hunting camp. Okay. Hunting camps. That's a different breed. Those guys are drinking export. They're drinking Molson Canadian. They're drinking Labatt's blue. There's a lot of poor choice in whiskey going around hunting camps. I'm talking about, you know, your buddy's parents have a cabin up in northern Ontario somewhere and you take a you take a moose head beer to sit around the campfire and to sit out on the dock in your Muskoka chair and sip on with your fucking backwards hat on, right? 100% there's Tragically Hip playing on your playlist on your Spotify, okay? And that, hey, absolutely nothing against the Tragically Hip, greatest Canadian band of all time. I don't care what anybody says, but these, these are the types of people that are drinking Moosehead. And once you get, and, and once you get out of that, like, uh, I'll say 23 to like 28 age range, that's when you graduate away from the Moosehead beer. You kind of, it just kind of fades out of your life. You don't quit it cold turkey. It just kind of fades out of your life. You know, as you get a girlfriend and then you get married and you start to have kids and you're buying a house and then you're doing dad shit, right? So then you got to start drinking dad beer. Okay. So moosehead drinkers. Yeah. Just very outdoorsy, very laid back, just kind of easy listening type of people. They don't get worked up. And you know what else I've noticed about moosehead drinkers and, and, Listen, maybe if you go down to the East Coast, it's it's a completely different ball game. But I've never seen a moosehead drinker. I've never seen somebody just get absolutely doorknob humping drunk off moosehead. Okay, people that drink moosehead, they have, you know, four or five, and then they, they carry on with their day or their life or, or whatever. They don't get, they people don't drink moosehead to get shit-faced. That's what I've noticed. It's like, it's an easy drinking beer for easy listening people period so there you go that's my thoughts on moosehead beer don't be shy either don't be shy to run out and grab a case of moosehead you'll be you'll be pleasantly uh pleasantly delighted let's let's go with that pleasantly delighted but uh just you know make sure you got the proper uniform on when you're gonna smash a couple fucking mooseheads i got nothing against moosehead beer big fan of it as a matter of fact i might go buy a couple to sip on in my hot tub. I've got the perfect hat to wear backwards for it. Fucking there you go. So that's all she wrote today for the Cox Talks podcast. As always, thanks for listening. And hey, and I said it at the start of the show, any feedback is good feedback. I appreciate it. I love hearing from people. Drop me a line. If you're a listener, drop me a line on Instagram at the Cox Talks podcast on Instagram. Slide into my DMs there. I, I'm curious to know. I just want to know where in Canada, where in the United States, wherever. I want to know where people are listening to me. Um, you know, is it Salmon Arm, BC? Is it fucking Austin, Texas? Is it Roanoke, West Virginia? Is that is that in? I don't even know. I just want to know where where people are listening to me from. I'm just I'm always interested. Uh, fan questions. I did have a fan question to get to today, and I totally fucking fuck it. You know what? We're gonna throw it out there. Fan asked me if you could trade lives with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be Jeff Carter, NHL player Jeff Carter, circa 
that uh, 2008 to 2018. Okay, there's a good 10-year span there, and I'm going to fucking tell you why. Okay, what is he? Fucking six foot five, you know, 225-pound centerman playing in the NHL. Okay, playing with the Los Angeles Kings. Blonde hair, blue eyes, good-looking guy. A bank account, like, fucking God, okay? Living in Malibu, you know, going to the beach, playing a little bit of hockey, winning a couple Stanley Cups, winning an Olympic gold medal, right? Just being a big swinging dick in the NHL, looking good, lots of money, playing some big game hockey, you know, probably Fucking getting poos like you would not believe. Okay, good-looking guy living in California with a bank account? Come on. All you women that listen to the show have dreamed about meeting a guy like that. Don't fucking lie to me. And yeah, probably, I don't know if Jeff Carter is a Hall of Famer, but fuck, he might be. There's worse guys than him in the Hall of Fame. So there you go to the fan that reached out and asked me, if I could trade that right there. Jeff Carter, circa 2008 to 2000. Ah, yeah, 2018. Fuck, wouldn't it be good to be him? Just think about that for a second. You're laying on the beat. You just won a cup, all right? This is four or five days later, and you're still giving her with your best pal, Mikey Richards there from Kenora, Ontario. Laying on the beach, you know, fucking just won a cup, so your playoff bonus is coming in. I fucking maybe enough money to go buy a Lambo or something. You're eating at the nicest restaurants. You're banging the honest broads. You got the hockey world by the balls. You're wearing your gold medal around your neck on the beach. Fuck yeah. Probably not drinking Moosehead, though. That's pretty much a fucking guarantee. Probably Cavassier or something. I don't know. I don't know what rich hockey players drink. Red wine, I think. I think hockey players love red wine, actually. So sorry about that. I meant to get to that earlier in the episode, but that's who I would trade lives with. Jeff Carter, 2008 to 2018. Fucking what a good-looking guy, too. Oh, and I'm not gay. I'm just saying I recognize a good-looking man when I see one. So back to the sign-off here. Um, yeah, check in. Let me know where where it is you are from when you listen to the Cox Talks podcast. Don't forget if you listen on Apple to jump on and you know leave a review rate the show it helps me get on to you know the top 250 lists of podcasts or whatever just just helps the podcast uh, be found basically for people helps me with ratings and stuff and don't forget the most important part of the cox talks podcast tell your fucking friends tell your fucking friends about the cox talks podcast that's it that's all for this episode hope you enjoyed it talk soon